This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Now, going from the aspect of they're going to stay with this Joe Barry-style defense, Vic Fangio-style defense, the cornerbacks that they look to draft, or what they should have been doing to look to draft, uh, is a specific type of cornerback, right? This isn't just any run-of-the-mill cornerback. Uh, You have to look for specific traits of different corners that you're going to draft to put into this defense. Yeah, and Green, I mean, that's another thing that could be interesting about what is the new guy that they hire as their defensive coordinator, what do they want to do? Is it going to, are they going to go with the, the Fangio system based on who they've interviewed? I think that, you know, Matt LaFleur is doing the right thing from the standpoint of this is a popular phrase these days, but looking for a coach instead of what the scheme is. And I think that's the best way to do it. The best defenses are the ones that you know, Bill Belichick was famous for, you know, they were a four, three, one week and a three, four the next week, just for example sake, based on the matchup that they had to play and who they were playing against, making teams play left-handed, stuff like that. So I'll be interested to see what the new guy is, what his – because there's general philosophies with everything, right? Like the Packers are highly unlikely to pick a corner who's like five foot seven and 175 pounds. Right. They just haven't done that in since Ron Wolf took over as general manager back in the late 80s, early 90s. So there's a lot to be learned about who's coming in, and I'll be interested if he gets – you know, if that – coordinator gets media availability and what he has to say as far as what he's interested in maybe hear what Matt LaFleur had to say as far as what he liked about whoever that coach ends up being and and what their plan is to keep this window because this defense I mean part of the reason Joe Barry got fired was underachieving uh and also I think Matt LaFleur understands that the the time is now uh I don't I don't know if they knew that they were going to be contenders as soon as it ended up happening but they are and this window for lack of better phrasing, is wide open. Uh, Green Bay's got the quarterback in place, it certainly looks like. Their offense was humming by the end of the season uh, and really kind of only stopped themselves when when they did end up scoring, especially in the last you know month or so of the season. That includes the 49er game, to be quite honest with you as well, even though they only scored the 21 points. Um, I, I think that Matt LaFleur understands that, and I think he knows that he's trying to make that defensive coordinator hire to push them over this hump and into a Super Bowl. 
When we talk about this this draft uh, and say cornerback is an area of need for the Packers, and I think it it definitely is. And then you look at free agency as far as you know the limited amount of money that they have. Where would you want to spend it? I've been kind of hammering home the fact of I, I would rather go get a veteran safety that I trust and then draft another safety or two, probably two safeties, one to play behind that veteran for the first year or two, the other one to hopefully start alongside that veteran safety. That's how I'd go about fixing that problem. I'm not necessarily in the bring back Savage camp or anybody else. Uh, I'd like to redo that room. How would you go about trying to fix that room? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think you hit the nail on the head there. The way that the Packers have typically attacked their weaknesses until last year really was strength in numbers. And that meant a free agent or two, and then a draft pick or two. Um, that's the, that's the way I think that they, they should try and approach this. They'd only have one safety under contract and that's Anthony Johnson jr. Who was a seventh round pick last year. So there's certainly nothing that would suggest that he's a long-term investment or, or anything like that at that position or even a solid starter or anything like that. So I'm interested. The Packers typically get a little uh, nepotistic or something like that when it comes to keeping guys in house. If it's a bargain free agent that they don't know versus their own guy on a bargain that they do know, that leads me to believe that I think Darnell Savage is going to end up back for one more year with the new coordinator. Maybe not, but I think that that is a safe-ish bet. Uh, And again, a lot of that depends on who the defensive coordinator is and what they value in that position. But yeah, I think you're right. This is not a position where they can have it uh, set up the way that they did last year, where there's, you know, there's nobody left. Uh, I would guess Jonathan Owens is back too. Um, Matt LaFleur spoke glowingly about him several times this season. Uh, If nothing else for special teams value, and he's a nice enough depth piece. He makes enough plays when he starts. All right. So let's talk about some of the safeties in this draft class and how high it's really worth going after one of them. Uh, One of them, obviously, the top one, obviously, is Cameron Kitchens from from Miami. I normally um, am this old school guy that doesn't like drafting safeties in the first round unless, you know, you think you have the next Ed Reed, then fine. Other than that, I always feel like I can get safeties later or convert corners to safety or whatever. Uh, Where would Kitchens fall in, in your way of thinking as far is that worthy of taking a first round pick? Yeah, in the early going here, I'm not sure that there is a safety worth picking high. And that's kind of the hard part from last, you know, last year's class wasn't viewed as a great safety class either. And I think that's largely why the Packers punted on it. The problem has been in the last couple of years, they've had some decent safety classes, but they just kept saying, well, we have Savage and Amos, but they didn't have a contingency plan to replace those guys uh, once Savage didn't reach a ceiling and then Amos eventually was not brought back uh, after his contract expired. But this class is, I don't know. I mean, there's not a certified Derwin. There's, there is like one Derwin James ever, but you know, there's not a Derwin James. There's not an Earl Thomas. There's not a player like that that jumps out as like, can you even get something like that? I mean, Kinchins, um, Tyler Newbin from, from Minnesota. Some of those guys, like the, the top end guy that you're looking at is like 
what Ha Ha Clinton Dix was when he was in Green Bay, and that's not an insult, even though his career didn't end the greatest. And that was a first round Green pick. Bay. Right, yeah, and he was a he was a pick in the twenties, and the Packers were desperate because their safety position at that time was Jerron McMillan and MD Jennings, and neither one of those guys are, you know, NFL starters, and the Packers, fortunately, were starting both of those guys at, at that point in the year, so they struggled that way. Uh, Clinton Dix was a first round pick, but I don't, you know, if you told me that the ceiling was going to be what Clinton Dix was as an NFL player. I don't think that's a guy that you would take in the top, but Clinton Dix was the 21st overall pick, I think. So I don't think he's a guy you take in the top 25. And I think that's probably true about these safeties here for uh, this draft class as well. You know, Green Bay picks 41st. Can they find a guy there? Is there a guy that uh, fits in, in that particular spot or is, is it a position where you do the veteran bargain free agent thing again, and then try and punt on finding your long-term solution there as well.